Good afternoon, everyone, uh, and uh, welcome to the uh, second session of today of the manufacturing uh, uh, in the tech manufacturing conference 2.0. This is the second year that we have been hosting um, various leading manufacturers in India to understand how India can be positioned for China Plus One. Um, how is uh, making India? Uh, you know, are we prepared for it? Uh, and we've been seeing since yesterday and today morning also very uh, big on how they are gearing up their uh, their company for the next phase in the Indian manufacturing sector. Um, to understand what's happening about our uh, guest and about the company, I would like to invite my colleague Aditya Sarkia, who's going to host this session. Um, but before I uh, hand over the mouse, I think please keep your mic on me. Besides the guest and the host, please keep your cameras switched off. Uh, you'll get an opportunity to ask the guest questions. Raise your virtual hand and we are starting. So, over to you, Aditya. Thank you. Good afternoon, everyone. Here's like to have it up. Mr. Vikas Gupta, the operation, and Mr. Pramod Gupta, the CFO of the company. So, thank you so much for taking the time out for this session. It's an honor to have you. Good afternoon, everyone. So to start with, uh, uh, can I request you to spare a few minutes to tell us more about how the business is shaping up today, uh, which are the product categories wherein CG Electroplast is uh, a dominant player and how it's competitive positioning in those categories. Should I answer this? You should take it, sir. Okay. Uh, good afternoon to all. Uh, I am Vikas Gupta, as I think Aditya has already introduced me. So, uh, talking about the businesses uh, for PG Electroplast, uh, uh, please understand uh, the, our journey in PG Electroplast uh, started as a plastic molding company and uh, plastic molding still remains one of the uh, key businesses. We are one of the largest uh, processors of plastic in the consumer electronics uh, space and in fact, I can say safely we are the largest in this uh, domain, in this space. And we are doing plastic molding uh, for all the leading consumer electronic brands like LG, Whirlpool, Hire, and all, all the leading brands. And we are catering to all their product categories uh, like air conditioners, refrigerators, washing machines, and, uh, and televisions. So, uh, plastic molding uh, remains a focus area. And in the plastic molding also, we are catering to the whole range of technologies where it is a plastic injection molding, a blow molding, thermoset molding, vertical molding, and we have a backward integration in terms of we have an in-house tool room also where we are able to manufacture tools also for our clients. And then we have a uh, paint shop also where the clients require some superior surface finishes, we are able to provide that through our team paint shop also. So we are trying to provide more gamut of services within the uh, within the plastic molding domain in, in consumer electronics. Okay. So, coming uh, to other businesses, vertical, uh, definitely we are trying to pivot towards uh, our product manufacturing business. And uh, if you see, there are uh, a lot of policy initiatives from the government side to promote the local manufacturing in the last four, five years. There has been a lot of, lot of focus on the local manufacturing. And uh, there has been the announcement of various policies like PLIs and PMTs. <coughs> to, to uh, encourage the local manufacturing. So we are also trying to be a part of that. And we have started doing uh, air coolers, and we have been washing machines. We have started doing air conditioners. In air conditioners, we have committed a large capex, and we have uh, we have a successful applicant uh, in the ACPLI team, where we have committed a capex of around 220 crores, spread over four to five years. Then recently, we have started doing televisions also. So. We are trying to uh, uh, pivot towards a product manufacturing business, uh, which will lead to a better asset terms, better sales, and better ROEs and better ratios for us. So that's how the business is looking forward to us, uh, for us. Interesting, sir. Uh, in, in the product development and product uh, 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 
side of the business. Which are the areas wherein you have seen greater success? Uh, which are your biggest competitors? And what is the rough market share that we may be having in some of those product categories? Uh, I'll tell you, uh, washing machine is one business which is almost four to five years old for us now, and we have got a lot of traction. And uh, in fact, we are anticipating 100% growth for us in the current financial year. And uh, we, in fact, uh, did our highest production in months of September and October. And almost uh, in the contract manufacturing phase, I can safely say we were number two, and uh, just uh, behind Dixon. But the gap between us and Dixon is quite large. Uh, no doubt about it, but we did our highest production of washers. We are seeing a lot of traction for our uh, our business in washing machine. We have been able to acquire quite a few new clients also. We are launching new product categories. We have launched our fully automatic machines, fully automatic washers in top of category also uh, in the month of June and July. We are seeing uh, pretty good response to that product also. And going forward, uh, we are planning to, have a, uh, to expand our capacities in washing uh, machine also. And we are in discussion with uh, some of the other uh, national uh, brands also. And hopefully we'll be able to uh, close uh, some of them in next uh, two to three months time. So washing machine is something which is growing and we are seeing very good response from our clients. Coming to air conditioners, air conditioners is one product that uh, we are doing for the last three years now. But that was primarily an OEM business where the design and everything belonged to our customers like we were doing for Voltas and Carrier Media primarily. But we have invested in our, our own design product which we call it as an OEM business which we have uh, uh, developed the complete range of indoor units uh, ranging from 0.75 tons to up to 2 tons of category and the OEMs also and which will cater in both uh, fixed speed and the inverter uh, series also, inverter uh, category. And uh, we have already tied up with uh, some major clients, which are marquee brands, uh, national brands, and we have started doing trial production uh, in this month only, and uh, hopefully we'll be doing a, uh, quite a good number uh, going forward in the coming quarter of Jan March. So we are very hopeful. We have uh, a large... Uh, uh, sales projection for uh, AC business in, in the next uh, two quarters at least. Coming to now televisions, televisions is one product category. We are starting off the, uh, or we are getting off the blocks a little late. Uh, we are just close the Diwali season and typically uh, post Diwali there is a sluggishness, uh, sluggishness in the sales of the TV. But it's actually the right time for us to get into it, learn the business, try to understand what are the dynamics so that we can be up and ready for the coming Diwali season, which will be next year. So we are already positioning ourselves in that. So TV also should start picking up in next one or two quarters. Maybe after after February, March, I think we should be able to have a sustainable volume on the TV side also. So that's uh, on the, on the uh, product. Air cooler is also one segment that we definitely do. Uh, we are uh, starting a production of air cooler also for one large national brand. In fact, this month only we will be producing uh, some numbers for them. So we have some visibility on air coolers also. So that's uh, the uh, overview of our product business. That's interesting. So when I look at contract manufacturing or the EMS space, uh, one thing that has been noted globally is that uh, scale matters a lot. And therefore, first mover advantage in this industry is not. In that context, what are the strategies that you are adopting? How is it that you are competing with some of the companies which may be larger in size? Uh, um, and, and how is it being prepared so far? Uh, please understand, uh, uh, we being a small in size has its own uh, challenges or disadvantages, definitely. Uh, but being small in size has its own advantages also. We can be more nimble, more responsive to our client needs. And uh, please understand, all the clients are also trying to delist their sourcing strategies. They are not trying to source uh, washing machines for air conditioners for one particular vendor only. They also look at delisting that. And there are gaps in the in the in the market where I think the the existing big uh, peers uh, in our in our category may not be able to address all the markets. So we are addressing those gaps also. And as we progress, we'll be able to make a uh, kind of a space for ourselves in this uh, in this industry. Uh, the the best example in that is the washing machine category, where we have already 
been there for last four five years, and I think we have created a reasonable traction for us and a reasonable standing in the credibility uh, among the clients. And those clients again become a, a, a stepping stone or a, or a, or a ready uh, market for us to tap in other product categories like air conditioners and TV users. That's interesting. And as far as this cross-selling opportunity is concerned, selling more products to the same customer, if you could throw some more light on that, which are the customers with, with whom we have had this experience, um, uh, and, and is there for the scope of uh, doing this? So, uh, I just uh, the certain things which are uh, confidential, which I cannot disclose right now, definitely there is a... There is a very strong uh, potential and we are seeing that happening. We are in advanced of discussion uh, with our existing uh, washing machine clients uh, for AC business and our AC client for a washing machine business. So we see a lot of uh, that uh, 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 support coming from uh, from the business. So uh, going forward, we'll be able to disclose uh, to you, but right now it is not an appropriate time for us to discuss on that and to disclose those things. No, no, completely uh, You spoke about moving from OEM side of the business towards ODM side. So we just want to understand where are we in that journey? Uh, where are we in terms of backward integration? Because I understand that we already manufacture uh, heat exchangers, we are in projection molding, sheet metal. But mm -hmm. is there a thought process uh, uh, around getting into more components? Um, uh, and that's good on the AC side, but we'd love to understand what exactly are we doing on the TV side uh, uh, and, and on the washing machine side also. Uh, please understand, when we make a transition from a OEM side to uh, ODM side, uh, so basically the, there is a need for a design-led manufacturing. There are clients also who are looking for a design-led manufacturing where uh, a vendor can provide a complete solution a complete product solution to, to them, okay? So we are trying to uh, strengthen our uh, design team, uh, we are trying to um, build on it and to hire more resources in that. So, and we have a better control on the supply chain also. Okay? So, uh, then we talk, the product-wise, when you look at air conditioners, definitely we have already committed, uh, as, as in the PLI scheme also, we are starting with the sheet metal also, which we were not doing earlier. We are starting sheet metal, Heat exchangers were expanding our capacity. Cross flow fan is something that we were not doing earlier. We have started doing cross flow fans also. Controllers is one thing that we are looking at because we have in-house SMT and facility SMT capabilities available. So we are looking at making controllers also in-house. So going forward, we we'll try to do, uh, uh, try to maximize the uh, backward integration. Try to see how we can uh, catch the uh, bigger pie of uh, value chain in that. And before you move to the next question, maybe I'll also take this opportunity to ask the audience if they have any questions, do raise your hand and we'll ask you to ask on your questions. Over to you, Aditi. Uh -huh. um, so in this context, do you think the PLI team is advocating uh, uh, UK? Because some of the larger guys would already be, uh, let's say, hitting the ceiling limit or would be closer to the ceiling limit. The PLI team essentially wants, uh, essentially proposes multiple companies uh, to be able to scale up their capacity. Do you think that that is one big trigger that you are having in your journey, uh, which which can make you much larger in several of these products? So, uh, yes, I think you you have uh, you fit the name uh, uh, yourself. Please understand uh, the market itself is going to grow multifold in in coming time. And this PLI scheme itself will make the product more affordable also in the long term. Because right now, uh, if you have to see the affordability of the, uh, the product also, there are challenges in that. Okay. And once we have the local localization of the uh, major components, that will help us in making the product competitive. And that will help us in driving the volumes also going forward. And if everything goes well, maybe going forward we can look at the export market also, uh, which can be a, a scenario maybe two years or three years down the line. Once we hit a certain level of economy or scale, we start having the, uh, the, the positive results of that also. Sure, understood. Uh, so we have a question from Apoor. Uh, Apoor, please unmute yourself. 
Say hi, sir. I hope I'm ready. Yeah. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Uh, so you said that we could probably at some point and start looking at exports as well. Uh, once we are able to solve the domestic demand well. Uh, which markets do you see most conducive for uh, exports for us? Uh, uh, I think initially we will be targeting uh, Middle East and that is a low hanging fruit that I think we can actually uh, if you see ourselves uh, positioned uh, geographically also I think uh, Middle East and Africa makes more sense for us uh, to tap. Uh, we have done some small exports also, nothing uh, great to talk about, but we have exported few containers of washing machines in the last three, four months. And we are seeing some positive queries coming from there. So we are very hopeful of this business uh, picking up in, in coming years. Sure, sir. Uh, sir, I also see that we are into PCB manufacturing. Uh, now, given under this PLI scheme and the government's focus on components, uh, possibility is that there will be competition emerging for us in that space. Uh, so, how do you see uh, see this uh, overall thing playing out? Uh, will the opportunity size increase much faster than competition, or do you see that probably larger players might take some of a market share over there? Please understand, in the PCB assembly business, the overall value addition is very limited because a lot of components, still we are dependent on import. All the active and passive components we have to import uh, from the uh, overseas countries only. So the, the overall scope in the value addition is very limited. So we are also trying to target uh, that uh, uh, share of business where we have an in-house consumption of those populated PCB assemblies. So we are targeting that and I don't foresee much of a competition in that. Also I want to add here, you know, uh, although it may uh, sound like a lot of people have applied for PLI in certain components, uh, finally as it looks like and if you do the proper analysis, you realize like uh, the scenario that is likely to emerge is that component itself uh, may not have a that huge market remaining, especially because the people who want to manufacture ACs, they have already applied the, in a PLI, be it brand or the ODM. So the the standalone component making may actually uh, not be an easy market in uh, when the PLI form the tech uh, and it is actually the finished good in the form of. Uh, ODU or IDU, which may be the more desired uh, thing which may be taken by the brands from the ODM and most of the brands who want to do manufacturing, they are actually, they have applied for those components where they want to manufacture. So that scope for supplying those components will be limited in my opinion uh, uh, for most of the vendors uh, as the PLSI gathers momentum. Very useful, sir. Uh, just taking your point on brands also applying for manufacturing under PLI. Uh, so, do you think this will actually increase competition for us in the contract, so basically our contract manufacturing business? Because now a lot of brands will do self-manufacturing. I'll take this question. Actually, if you look at the total number of brands, national brands, there are obviously a lot of regions and there are 23 national brands which are operating in the AC segment today uh, and out of these 23 right now only 8 of them manufacture and even in the PLI 7 of the brands have actually only applied for PLI or have been given or, or, or they, they applied and they got selected. There is still a lot of among the players who are not uh, going to be manufacturing the, uh, the ACs themselves. That is point number one. And second point which I want to highlight it is true for the all consumer durable is that the private levels of modern retail as well as e-commerce players is becoming a large segment itself in most categories and it's likely to become a large segment even in AC. That remains a very big segment and opportunity for players in ODM space. Uh, uh, 
in, in the future in all consumer durable including AC. So continuing on this uh, private label theme that you just highlighted and I think it's a very positive. Uh, can you share if you have any intelligence like what would be their market share on a combined basis as of now and where do you see this going to? In ACs, I can tell you the, the market share is very limited, maybe probably close to 5-7% of the total market. But they are gaining and they are growing much faster than the market. The growth rate uh, for some of the private labels are in excess of 100%, although on a smaller basis, but they are gaining market share. And I, I think Tomoji also clarified, uh, please understand, even in the case of the national brands also, uh, they have to cater to different uh, uh, channels with the different models. That's where uh, we have a role to play, like which we call it as a DMDC. So that's where uh, uh, even an established player with a uh, with, uh, lot of in-house manufacturing also will try to source some uh, models which are different from their, their own lineup uh, to cater to a, uh, one particular channel, their channel. So there is an opportunity, a lot of opportunity there. Sure, Saren. So just one last question uh, from my side. And uh, that is on this PLI scheme. Uh, now I understand it's a good starting point, especially uh, to do away with the disabilities or compensate for the disabilities on a global level. Uh, but sir, then beyond this, what do you see? What what else would you would the industry require? Uh, any other policy support or uh, or say in very specified incentives that you could help on that? Uh, I think uh, government has mostly done their part uh, in, in providing a support to this industry. The only last thing that is there still on our uh, wish list, which we are already requesting the government, is the rate of GST, which is at 28%. So that is something uh, we are trying to uh, uh, talk to the government and look at them to bring it to a lower tariff of 18%. Because, uh, Please understand, still, uh, uh, in there, as we are experiencing a uh, super cycle for commodities, the, the pricing uh, of the, uh, the various components has gone up, the overall bond value has gone up. And the additional burden uh, of 28% GST makes the product still out of reach for uh, many people. So, uh, GST is something that we are talking to government to bring it down. So, if that comes down, then definitely uh, it can have a uh, multiplying effect on the individual size of the market, overall market. So, sir, thank you so much and all the best. So, just continuing with one of the questions that Apoor asked, uh, which is on competition from brand owner centers, given that a lot of brand owners have applied for the PLI scheme. Now, I understand that most of the brand owners also, in case of UACs, have applied for low-value intermediates, which is the same uh, uh, sector that we would also be targeting. Within that, brand owners are also going to be doing somewhat similar stuff, which is injection molding, heat exchangers, a bit of sheet metal. So, where is it that we, we come into picture? Uh, where is it that there uh, uh, is scope of doing something which brand owner centers under the PLI scheme cannot do? Or is it a case that we would be targeting those brand owners who have not applied for, for the PLI scheme? Please understand, the brands who have also applied in the PLI scheme, they are not, they will not be able to uh, uh, cater to their own the complete market uh, through their in-house manufacturing. I don't want to name uh, the branch, but if you look at uh, the, the top branch uh, in AC uh, category and the kind of investment they are committed in the PRI, which is not uh, matching the size of the market that they cater to. So there are gaps which need to be addressed. And right now it is going to be the time of strategic alignment as we are able to, you know, align uh, uh, and have our alliances with the brand, I think going forward, that is what it will work uh, in our favor. So we are already trying to work with the brand and preparing, a, giving them a proposal which is a, which is 
making them understand where are the gaps in their manufacturing capabilities and where we can pitch in. We are trying to do that. And we already have a uh, couple of brands who are understanding the, the, the proposal that we have given to them and most likely will be closing very uh, shortly with them. So there is going to be a Again, even in spite of having a PLI scheme with a particular brand, they will not be able to handle that business totally enough. So they will be looking at outsourcing. Sure. I cannot, cannot name them right now because that is not appropriate for me to disclose those things, but that is thing uh, which is happening uh, right away, right now, uh, right now also. Absolutely. Understood, sir. We have a question from Avishek. Uh, Avishek, please unmute yourself and go ahead. Yeah, hi. Am I audible? Yes, yeah, it is. Yeah, hi, Pramodji. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Pramodji, just one thing in terms of, uh, you know, earlier there were only handful of uh, OEM, ODM or uh, outsourced players. Now, with the opportunities increasing, non-tariff barrier and other things, you think the competitive intensity for you guys is also increasing and hence the brands will be able to have an upper hand. Any thoughts? Uh, uh, around this phenomena? I'll just first of all put the opportunity in the context because that will actually give you a very good color on the opportunity size and then the competition. Today the uh, the, the AC market in India is about 15,000 crores out of which close to 5,000 crores of completely built units are imported uh, which is the full AC or the indoor units or the outdoor out of the remaining 10,000 crores, the value addition is only 25%. So, 2,500 crores is the domestic value addition in the industry. Now, let's assume that in the next five years, this 15,000 crore opportunity goes to 30,000 crore, which is a very reasonable assumption about 14-15% growth for a category or the segment which has just like 5-6% penetration in the households in India. And this, the value addition is likely to go from 25% to 75% and imports are likely to become zero. So in that scenario, you will see this 30,000 crore into 75% comes to 22,500 crore. The domestic value addition has to go up almost nine times over the next five to six years. It is a very, very large opportunity for the industry actually. So, I think there is a space for everybody. It's just that how do you play it yourself and what do you plan and how do you play your cards? My sense is if the industry grows, Recently, and we we see a, uh, we see no hiccups on on the demand side. The scope for growth is going to be immense for everyone. Okay, thank you so much for that perspective. So, essentially, uh, uh, whatever is the proportion of outsourcing today at 40-45 or percent, any thought with this whole. Uh, uh, you know, initiatives by the government, is this number likely to go up or uh, be stagnant or come down? Any thoughts around it and uh, what are the trends that you're seeing in the market? My sense is personally that uh, outsourcing will actually increase. The reason is just that uh, the brands, overall investment by brands is actually lower. If you look at the overall PLI uh, and you do the proper analysis, you'll see that the seven brands have committed lesser money than the ODMs and the vendors have committed. That is point number one. But point number two, an important point is only seven of the brands have And third, more important brand is, the more important factor is that out of those seven, one company has given a lion's share. So almost 30 5% of the total money committed by brands is only by one brand. So, rest of the other brands are actually not committing even serious money in the PLI scheme. On the other hand, if you see the vendors and OEMs, they have committed uh, much serious money and there are three or four large vendors. No, uh, 15-20% of the PLI money by each of them. So, so like, uh, 
I, I can actually share that to you offline and probably you can talk about this. Uh, out of the total 4,000 watt crores close to the money which has been committed, only uh, 1,600 crores is from the brand. And out of the 1,600 crores, 583 is the one here. While in the ODM and uh, other category, out of the 24,300 odd crores, there are three players who have committed more than 300 crores.
Papus, are you done? Yeah. Yeah, I'm done. Hmm. I think um, the next question can be from Dixit, uh, Mr. Dixit, if you can tell us the form and ask the question. Yeah, it's Dixit, my next question. Uh, yes, sir, you mentioned that in AP, we have an opportunity to be value addition till 75 percent. So, do we have the enough resources or technology as a country uh, to uh, uh, move into this uh, higher valuation or, or what is your view of it? I think that the person that probably will ask you can ask. Uh, see, uh, with the government PLI and the incentive that they are giving, uh, there are two or three components only where the technology is a challenge. One is obviously the compressor. Second is the controller and third is probably the motors, especially the BLDC motors. Uh, in all of this, uh, there are uh, investment commitments which have come. Uh, good thing is that uh, some of the companies in India are also getting into the design of uh, at least two of the components which is basically motors as well as the controllers. Compressor, none of the Indian companies have actually uh, forayed into it, but one joint venture is probably going to be there from Volta and Highway, which is uh, likely to be appearing. So if that happens, then probably we'll see a domestic value addition increasing very, very significantly. See, today, because of whatever the reasons were there, the completely built units were the important uh, component of the overall sales in India. Almost 30% of the, the sales were only from the directly imported units, which is almost going to become zero in the next one year or so, two years, because of the different uh, barriers which have been put by the government and also the PMP, uh, which face manufacturing plan, which the government of India has put in. So, this is forcing the manufacturers to do a manufacturing in India. And my sense is that uh, post the PLI period, we will be at probably close to the, the target of 75% value addition locally in the AC segment. Probably barring the, the chip, uh, the reliance on most of the other components uh, for OCs will be very limited. Chips basically will manage second and the Okay. So, out of the seven components or the key components which are there, five we are going to do in-house. Uh, two of the uh, components uh, like the basically compressor and uh, the LDC motors which we are not doing right now uh, and are not likely to do in this first five years and we will probably be relying on the other uh, who will be putting the capacities for that. Okay, thank you. Um, Abhishek, do you have a follow-up question? No, I didn't, yeah. sorry. No worries. Uh, so just wanted to understand, uh, there's always a trade-off between having a larger facility at a centralized location and having multiple facilities closer to customer locations. So how do you see that and what's the approach that you are following in this case? I'll offer that. Please understand, uh, initially we have uh, planned our uh, setup for AC manufacturing in Nagar near uh, Pune. But going forward, we are scouting for other locations also, and most likely we will putting up a uh, integrated manufacturing plant in some other parts of the country also in the next uh, two to three years. So definitely we will be looking at the pan India presence so that because again the logistics plays an important part in the overall product cost. We have to see how we can be competitive in the different parts of the uh, country uh, at the landed cost basis also. Sure, that makes sense. Um, and Nagar plant, which I think is just about to be commissioned, um, is the KTEX that you have done for that eligible under PLI, or I guess it would be the newer facilities uh, for which uh, the KTEX becomes eligible? We are already doing a green, green field facility in Nagar, which will be eligible under PLI, because if you see the guidelines for the policy, uh, all the capex which has been started from April 2021, 
uh, is covered in uh, in that uh, PLI scheme. So we have opted for that. And that's true. And and sir, if we look at uh, uh, our product categories, we already are into multiple products like air coolers, fans, energy products, washing machines, TV, AC. Uh, so, so, how are you looking at uh, the strategy going forward? Would we want to scale these product categories uh, before adding anything else, or is there uh, uh, a possibility of uh, venturing into a few more uh, products in the near term? Abhishek, please look at uh, this. Uh, right now, uh, our focus will be on uh, scaling of the uh, uh, economies and scaling of the volumes in the uh, in these chosen product categories of air conditioners, wash machines, air coolers, and TV business. Once we start hitting certain decent volumes and achieve a, uh, a respectable market share in these categories, definitely we will we'll be venturing to other other product categories also. Please understand the overall. Manufacturing uh, situation looks very, very strong, very robust. So definitely going forward, we will like to look at other, other categories also in other industries also. Sure. And in these product categories, sir, because today our scale is, let's say, smaller than some of the other players which are operating in the market, uh, does it so happen that we become price takers and the brand owner is willing to pay maximum the same price as, let's say, another ODM player is willing to operate at? Or are there uh, opportunities where a brand owner is even willing to pay a slight premium purely because he wants to have a diversified uh, vendor? Uh, there is no customer who will be ready to pay a premium to a small uh, small vendor. So we will have to uh, figure out the solution for that ourselves only. And uh, instantly we have uh, had a good success in our washing machine business. And as we are starting our AC business also, where we have already closed the commercials and we have already received the purchase orders and everything from our customers. So that is already uh, rolling. So uh, I don't see any challenge uh, being a newcomer or a smaller player in the industry. Uh, that doesn't pose a big of a challenge. We are able to uh, uh, figure out the way uh, to match the expectation of our clients uh, on the uh, pricing terms. Does it mean that the roadmap, the way it will look like it, is that we start maybe with lower margins, but the initial idea is to gain scale, to gain customer confidence, to build credibility, and then as we mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I was just saying that as we keep having scale, as we keep adding more customers, that's when we start enjoying some of those economies, start becoming more competitive on the cost-based side as well, and therefore margins too. I would say, at least for AC, I think the our small size or our being a newcomer is a, a thing of an advantage for us because our base turnover, which will beyond which we qualify for a PLI benefit, is much, much lower as compared to the other players in the market. Uh, in, in the market, so definitely being a newer or a smaller player in AC segment definitely plays in our favor. Okay. Regarding other product categories, I think we are already uh, in discussions and it's a kind of a constant, you know, uh, struggle and a negotiation uh, which goes on with the client. So, uh, we feel that we will be able to handle that situation. Sure, sure. And that's right. Another thing that I've I've always kind of wanted to ask you and I've always been intrigued about uh, is that we, we, we... always had a very, very strong customer base. We've been uh, one of the largest edition molding companies in the state for a very long time. Uh, and to that extent, had the relationship with, the, with, with these customers for a fairly long time. However, in the last four or five years, we've seen you venturing into a lot of these product businesses, into uh, uh, ODM business, into subcontracting. So what really changed in these five years? Uh, 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 is, is, is it a change in strategy? Is it a change in management team? Uh, a change in thought process? Uh, and, and how prepared are we as an organization uh, to reach probably to the new customer base? I'll just put few words and probably Rajji can say. We were actually one of the largest TV manufacturers in the country since 2012. We used to be having nine, more than nine, ten factories across whole of India and we were uh, supplying to major brands across the country and, uh, you know, the technology changed and the environment changed. 
which led to especially the government environment i would say which led to uh, not only us but the whole of the industry in the contract manufacturing side suffer because of the inverted duty structures and these fpas which actually killed the whole industry the new government after 2014 had put in place the right kind of structure and incentive system so that the manufacturing industry can come back and that has led us to again venture into the product business and start manufacturing the box again which was actually killed because of the earlier change in the the, the policy environment Just, just to add to, I think Tomji has covered most of the points. What I want to say, like just to add to that, please understand the plastic molding was a a step in backward integration for our TV business. When we were one of the largest manufacturer of TVs, we got into plastic molding just to uh, help us with the our TV business. Okay. So unfortunately, what happened? The TV, CRT TV went down, and uh, India signed ITA one and ITA two, then lot of FTAs and everything. So that's when there was severe competition coming in, and the whole industry shrank, the opportunity shrank, and we started focusing more on plastic molding, and we diversified into automotive segment and the sanitary bin and all those industries. But in last four five years, we have seen there is a kind of a policy impetus to promote the local manufacturing of the products which are uh, essentially economic products. So we, being a old. Uh, Participant of this industry, we thought that we are well positioned. We should try to revive that, and we should get into this product business. So that's how it started. So please understand, we have to, you know, adjust our business strategy based on the policy environment, and we have done that in past, and we are doing that in future also. Also, one more very large factor for changing the strategy is the dominance uh, of the the channel structure, which is changing. Right? No. Uh, modern retail and uh, e-commerce are becoming a very big channel uh, in, in uh, distribution of consumer durable, and the private labels are actually playing an important role as well. Uh, and most of these companies are looking for good ODM players who can scale up their the manufacturing and become their partners for long term. And we want to be one of them, and we think that there is an opportunity to grow and uh, gain size with some of these players. Sure, that is clear, sir. Uh, we have a question from Arjun Bhatia. Arjun, please unmute yourself and go ahead. Yeah, I thank for the opportunity. Uh, what is the more in products like AC and washing machines? So, what's the cost? Of you supplying the brand versus the brand making the product on their own, like what's the differential? If you can answer that. Please understand, Arjun. Uh, definitely, a brand will look at option of buying uh, from a contract manufacturing vendor like us, and then they find a value in that. So, definitely, the cost that a cost proposal that we are offering to our vendors, uh, our clients, is much better as compared to what they get in from their in-house manufacturing. And secondly, uh, other than the commercial aspect of the of the decision making, as I explained to you earlier, also uh, there are the brands who are looking for a different product for different markets, different channels, different models. So, which they call it as BMDC uh, strategy. So, in 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 fact, they will be looking at sourcing some part of their uh, products uh, from us to cater to a different channel. So, that is also uh, a A, a parameter on which they try to decide uh, on on their product strategy. Right, correct. Now that's very helpful. But just if you can uh, approximately give some number, like for example, if you're making it or supplying it for hundred and versus that for an AC, the, the cost to the brand is one twenty. Is it just some ballpark number? I mean, barring the differential channel models that you said. Uh, it will be it will be very uh, inappropriate for me to give a number on that because that is not right uh, on my part to divulge those numbers. But please understand, definitely there is a difference. Uh, I cannot give uh, maybe uh, it's it's difficult to say, but definitely there is a difference. Also, please appreciate that brands when they outsource, there are several reasons. Cost is one of them. One of the other. Thing that you have to appreciate is that some of these products are actually seasonal in nature, and manufacturing is also seasonal. So what happens is that 
companies do not want or the brands do not want to put up a huge capacity for seasonal manufacturing because the overheads operate and the factory overheads actually start hitting them very badly in the low season product especially if they are dependent only on one category of the 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 product i mean in the sense that if there is a company is selling only acs or only washing machines or only one category then they will not put up a, a very large manufacturing facility within themselves for that and they will prefer to outsource because seasonal uh, manufacturing has its own disadvantage from the brand point of view right got it thanks thanks ियंट you know and your presence also is across the ec washing machine set plastic injection molding etc now obviously at best it's a 15% rod business and the growth can be lot higher but uh, how do you decide where to allocate your capital is what right. i want to point yeah so right now we are trying to uh, allocate our capital more towards uh, the box building business where we think given the kind of uh, structuring that we have done uh, the rocs will improve significantly for example i'll tell you uh, the thought process of uh, going in for doing the all future expansion in a new 100% subsidiary which is pgtl uh, which we have formed is because it has a advantage in terms of tax rate when some tax rate is going to be only 17% uh, overall on a fully basis uh, in that entity because it's a new manufacturing entity the li also we have applied in that only so that what and advantages will be there and there will be also some state benefits which will come so that way we are trying to see that and address the issue of low return on capital will be addressed as we expand uh, in the new structure Apart from that, we, as we said earlier, we have also maintained that we are not growing our business or uh, consciously trying to grow the plastic molding business. But the plastic molding business will grow for us because some of the capacity which I am creating for making boxes, which is AC or maybe even washing machines. it is going to be having injection molding machines which i will have to put and in the off season i will try to make them better utilized by taking the business in the other segments so that overall utilization is high and we can cover and recover our profit and factory overheads uh, even during the green season so that growth will continue to be there but uh, i'll i'll put things in perspective we are actually looking to allocate more and more capital towards the product business only where we think the the return ratio and ROC will be better right and for product business uh, i mean would that be across acs washing machines rest cds or how do we look at that yes across all of them the the return ratios are better because asset terms are better while margins are uh in the ac washing machine and coolers are similar uh, to the the plastic molding but the asset terms are much higher almost more than double of what here in the plastic molding to plastic molding. and tv the margins are low but the asset terms are very very high they go like some 7 8 times uh, of the normal uh, business uh, which is plastic molding so like overall You can have a asset terms of 15 to 20 years. Yes. Yeah. And lastly, have you considered any tie-ups? Like, for instance, for in AC, the second largest player has either BLDC tie-up or BLDC motors with ARAs. Uh, so, have you considered any tie-ups to kind of uh, manufacture some of the components? 
No, for the component which we have got a KLI as of now, we are going, we have no tire, we are going to do them ourselves. Uh, we have uh, no technology or any other type. Uh, we didn't have the technology for PLDC motor, so we, we didn't apply for that. Thank you. Uh, so just continuing with Pulkit's uh, question, what's the kind of KTX that will be required for uh, uh, these different product categories? Uh, uh, is the AC KTX, given uh, that the MSF smart is going to be operational pretty soon, is largely behind us, or should we be anticipating uh, uh, some more KTX over the next two to three years? So in Ahmednagar, uh, in the phase one, it's a large plot, which is the ten acres of the facility which we are building. In the phase one, we are building half of the plot, basically. So we are constructing close to 250,000 square feet of area. Uh, and uh, here, in the first phase, we are going to be finding close to 120 crores. Um, this year, in the other segments of the business, capex is very minimal. Uh, we have put up another facility in Malta also in PGTL only, but that is a rented facility and a smaller facility only for components. Here we are going to do the fully built assembled units and fully built units in the SOPA or Amazaga unit. So it's a much larger facility. Next year we will be taking the phase two of uh, in the Amazaga facility only. Land is there, building uh, construction costs will be there, just uh, whatever committed capex we have uh, for uh, for the PLI. In PLI, interestingly, land and building is not a part of the capex that you have to comment. So, uh, the capex over a period of five years is going to be more like 400 plus crores. 321 crores is only in the land and building. Uh, it is only in the plant and machinery, land and building is excluded. Uh, post this super facility, we run the loss, then we will be looking for actually any other location where we want to uh, go. In some of the other segments, uh, we have an adequate capacity for next one year. We may not need to do much capex, and even the small capex can actually enhance the capacity. In washing machines, we will be doing some, some capex next year, expanding the capacity as well as putting in more tools, developing some more that's right. So there will be some capex, but overall the capex from next year onwards will start tapering off. It's not going to be to the same tune as uh, this year. Understood. Um, and given that we are just running out of time, I, I maybe ask one last question, which is on uh, components. Uh, two parts to the question. Raw material costs have gone up very sharply. How is that impacting the business? Are we able to completely pass it on? Uh, the second part of the question being, uh, are we facing any shortages? Uh, and is that something which is uh, pulling the growth uh, down? Not not only for you, but for the overall industry. Uh, I'll, I'll take this question. Please understand uh, the cost mechanism that we have for client is mostly uh, a pass-through where uh, that pass-through can happen on a monthly basis or a quarterly basis. Definitely, there is a resistance uh, from the clients to uh, accept the complete uh, burden. So, that is a uh, negotiation or a struggle that goes on. But we are confident uh, uh, that we can handle that situation. We have been doing uh, that in washing machines as well for the last one and a half two years. Definitely, there are disruptions in supply chain. Uh, uh, there were earlier the issues of uh, uh, irregular operation of uh, factories in China because of the uh, unavailability of power there. There was a challenge then. Now there is a challenge regarding the unavailability of the containers also. So, we are discussing with our vendors. We have shared the uh, projections and forecasts. We have placed our orders also well in advance. And we are trying to pull in the delivery and trying to keep uh, our uh, production lines running smoothly. Uh, as and when there is a challenge, we are trying to pull in the uh, inventories, uh, sometimes uh, uh, on an expedition basis uh, by air also sometimes, but uh, the buyer cost can be very prohibitive, so we are trying to avoid that. So, uh, I think largely we are able to cover that uh, challenge through advanced plan. Understood. So, there is no sales which is getting lost on account of component shortage. As of now, no. Perfect. So, that's the last one.
Vikasji Pramoji, thanks a lot for taking your time out for this session. It was very insightful. It was lovely speaking to you. Uh, and thank you everyone for joining in. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.